You are listening to Talking Star Wars. All right. I'm Connor. And I'm Alex. We're going to talk about Star Wars today. As is our typical process. And the, the topic of the day is to focus on a, a couple of different force powers. Do you want to start with lightning or healing? So, yeah, this is one of our ongoing series of investigating strange force powers. Ooh. Last time we did a spotlight on um, psychometry or force echoes present. And today we would like to expand to two force powers that are more specifically tied to the light and dark side of the force uh, and depicted differently in many different mediums, force healing mm -hmm. and force lightning. And I think we'll start with the light side because sure. the light side deserves more of a spotlight sometimes. We'll yeah. talk about force healing, the first time it's depicted in the current mm -hmm. canon, the history of the power, what we, how we believe it's used, and what it means thematically more mm -hmm. than just a cool visual spectacle. And I, I know we have uh, two visual media representations of uh, force healing that occur pretty late into the Star Wars canon, but prior to that, I know well, what's established with the ones that are in canon. Yeah. Are. So we see mm -hmm. um, Grogu perform some force healing in the Mandalorian, the tiny diminutive Yoda, the smaller Yoda, the mini Yoda. Yeah. Perform force healing and save, save someone's life. Mm -hmm. And we see Ray in the rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. even, after having studied the tomes that were left to her by Luke Skywalker in the, um, the last Jedi mm -hmm. use force healing to heal um, first a um, creature in an underground lair, mm -hmm. which is foreshadowing her later used to um, attempt to save the life of Ben Solo. And doesn't Ben Solo use it to transfer his life back? Or is that technically like force life return? Well, the force dyad is going to be the focus of one of our next episodes on strange oh, force yes. shit. But so when it, we have these, these two canonical instances and I, I'd like to get, to the, the significance of that, because we have some characters who would very much like to have obtained this power. But I know that you mentioned in the Knights of the Old Republic, we yeah. have some some force healing. So, so one of the first, you know, indications of force power is in the, it's currently a dubious canonicity, though they keep bringing in little bits of it, mm -hmm. that is true. So I'm in your revenue. You know, mentions so yeah. knights of the old republic is not firmly in legends it's mm -hmm. sort of in this in-between space and i think a lot of it is going to end up being true and they but, might end up remaking the game or not depending on how well or poorly lucas arts handles the bungling of this remake but yeah so it is a, one of the primary light side force powers present in knights of the old republic where it is more powerful and easier to use as for a light side Jedi than a dark side Jedi. And yeah, you know, it uh, is of course an RPG mechanic at that time. So mm -hmm. it causes you know, healing, but is also mentioned, you know, fairly often in setting as a power that Jedi possess. They have the power of healing and not just of mm -hmm. people's minds, but of their bodies. Uh, and I think the reason it is done so is to show that it's driving home how the light side of the force is again, this force of healing and compassion. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's the, the fact that this power is we, then we jump forward 3000 years to mm -hmm. the, the late Republic era right before the clone wars. And, you know, it seems that the, a lot of these more obscure force powers, like you psychometry and force healing mm -hmm. have been, if not lost, then not focused, not focused Forgot. on. Yeah. Like maybe there are people that have a talent for force healing mm -hmm. that just never have the chance to explore it. It's a big galaxy, folks. It's a big galaxy. There's known regions, but do you know all the regions in the known regions? I don't think so. I surely don't. Alex might. 
But regardless, there might be Jedi out there who perform this ability, or it could be something that is so uh, connected to... uh, You need to have such a deep, inherent connection to the Force that by the time we get to uh, the late Republic, the dark side has clouded the, the Force users so much that they have lost touch to so many of these abilities. Yeah, so I personally believe that it is by the time of the modern uh, Star Wars era, more like psychometry where there are people who can perform force healing, mm-hmm. but it is not an ability that all Jedi can do. And Rey, who is powerful, is able to do it. And Grogu, I think, is always depicted as very uh, mm-hmm. both powerful and um, empathetic. So I think they both possess this power, whereas not every Jedi does. For you know, is another example of another force power we'll talk about later. Um, Ezra Bridger has a talent for commuting with animals. Oh, sure. Force. So... Something interesting with force healing is that it's it uh, demands a sacrifice, which makes it again a, a light side power. We have Grogu pass out due to uh, you know his exertion, so it either takes a lot of focus and power, or as we see in uh, the Rise of Skywalker, it's a trade. I am going to give some of my life force in order to heal this being. Mm-hmm. So you, I would not see a dark side user manipulate that ability, which uh, the reason why. Force healing to me is interesting, is because wouldn't Anakin have enjoyed this ability some years before? Uh, his whole goal in the Revenge of the Sith is to prevent Padme from dying. Yeah. So I think some people are like, oh, force healing negates her death. But I think this, he is not worried that there's going to be some, you know, disease that force healing can't. It's like he's worried more about this as a vision and a prophecy. Mm-hmm. Like, the galaxy is putting her in the path of death. Yeah, that she's going to be, you know, fated to die mm-hmm. and not necessarily, you know, oh, she's just going to need a pop of force healing uh, <laughs> to fix her up where I need to actually alter her fate. And that is what draws him into the orbit of Darth Sidious, who mm-hmm. is, of course, providing him those visions in the first place due to his control of the dark side. I'll go back to the earliest example in visual can the death of Qui-Gon Jinn. And the death of every subsequent Jedi in the Clone Wars. Yeah, so I think this is definitely a sign that for Force healing, if it did exist among the Jedi Council, was either not studied, mm-hmm. had been lost, or maybe it was because as a light side power it became harder to use and harder mm-hmm. to teach because of the, you know, they're involved in a war. They're losing, uh, part of the whole connection is they're losing their connection yeah. to the light side of the Force and not even realizing it, which leaves them vulnerable to Order 66. It could be a matter of, even though it is this this selfless act for the user, it is inherently manipulative on the Force. It is, if the Force is pulling someone back to it, you are keeping them away from the Force. So you are giving them life and keeping them separated. So yeah, so, so I think there's a lot of philosophical things we're going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, part of, you know, in practical terms, I believe that they just hadn't decided whether they wanted <laughs> Force healing to be canon at this point. But if we're looking at it from yeah. an in-universe perspective, mm-hmm. uh, I think... Uh, to not have this power be present in the Jedi Council and only manifest itself again in two Force users mm-hmm. that are freed from the stagnant, mm-hmm. um, well-meaning, but unable to adapt um, and manipulated Jedi Council, I think that is also a meaningful distinction, showing that you know there has to be growth, change, mm-hmm. questioning authority. You can only learn new knowledge and discover old knowledge when you're willing to admit that maybe mm-hmm. the current system is imperfect. And speaking about things that aren't perfect, I think I, I would have appreciated a line 
something pointing to the significance of force healing in the rise of Skywalker. Either I found it in this book or this is, was forbidden, but you know, why should it be forbidden? Just giving it some significance because I suppose that's not necessary because if you look back at the force, uh, telekinesis was not a thing until 1980. There's no telekinesis in a new hope. Other than, you know, Obi-Wan making a couple of sounds. He doesn't lift any objects mm-hmm. with the Force in A New Hope until Luke grabs his lightsaber using the Force from the den of the Wampa. Yeah, which, so. if I was around back then, I would have been so mad. It was like, why didn't you explain telekinesis? Which is kind of yeah. the secular <laughs> argument, which is where we're at right now, which is why didn't you give Force healing more significance? Yeah, I think we also need to focus on the, the Force is not simply a science that is explained. It is a mm-hmm. mystical and personal connection a person has with the force as depicted. Mm-hmm. So I think the sign of, you know, perhaps Ray and Grogu getting more in tune with the force outside of this strictures of the Jedi council or a sign that maybe that is a necessary step. There has to be maybe the inherent, even, you know, rigid structure of the Jedi council and the Jedi order at the time was precluding, you know, Jedi from developing their ability to really empathize with a wide range of people. Cause they were actually, they were not supposed to form attachments. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, sometimes, as we see in the case of people like Palm Krell and Barris Ofri, preclude the ability to form, not everyone is capable of forming empathy that Mm -hmm. is nonspecific and focused to the galaxy at large. We see, you know, lots of Jedi who are, use the more personal empathy as a shield against the dark side, Mm -hmm. which often that can leave them vulnerable to the dark side, but is also effective for people like Kanan Jarrus. Mm-hmm. The final word on yeah. force healing, yeah, I think we can look at it as it's a, it is a cool force power depicted you know, image of someone using the light side of the force to heal and to protect is, like, mm-hmm. is a compelling one. And I'm hoping that they depict it more going forward. Especially but, with Grogu, it seems to be very key to his character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we see, and like Grogu and Ray, we both see using a very wide range of force abilities mm-hmm. due to their abilities. And I hope perhaps if we get more about Luke's academy, maybe mm-hmm. it was taught there, or maybe it's just a rare skill that only a few Jedi ever mastered, like Yoda's ability to see premonitions through the force, mm-hmm. or the ability to connect with animals, or um, as some dark side users are able to do, and as Connor was about to mention, conjuring lightning. Yes, force lightning. So we'll take a step away from the light side of the force and look at the dark side of the force. It's not exactly Sith Drain, which I believe is a power in some Star Wars video games, but it's a pure manifestation of one's willingness to destroy and harm through Mm -hmm. the Force. Yeah, so it is first depicted in Return of the Jedi Mm -hmm. as Palpatine's signature power when he is forced to actually get into a fight himself. I think he was waiting. I think he was quite pleased to be a part of that. I don't think there's any, like... There's, it's like, oh no, I have to electrocute someone. He's pretty gleeful. Yeah, and Palpatine has this image of himself as being this calculating Sith Lord who's above it all, but he's not. And when he has the opportunity to truly indulge in the dark side, he does so, as any Sith would. Mm-hmm. So the first you know, depicted instance of Force Lightning in Return of the Jedi, where uh, it's almost the death of Luke. And does cause the death of um, Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker, mm-hmm. as and the Emperor dies. And people found the idea of Force Lightning very cool, and so it was depicted quite often in expanded universe material. They, they even gave Luke green lightning, just to show that he has mastered lightning, but not not that evil blue lightning. Yeah, so He's I got green lightning. I am more a fan of how they do it now, where mm-hmm. lightning is this inherently. 
dark side power because I think it is it is destructive. It is grabbing the force and using it to destroy mm-hmm. what you are looking at. Yeah, there's no positive benefit from lightning, at least in this universe. Yeah, we're not in the universe of Avatar Last Airbender where people are just lightning bend. This is mm-hmm. you know grabbing the energy field that permeates all of life and forming it into raw energy with which to kill other people. Yeah. So I think it is one of the purest manifestations of the dark side that we see. And we only get to see two other users in canon wield it, other than Palpatine, correct? Correct. So there's yeah. um, three individuals mm-hmm. that we see use Force Lightning are Darth Sidious, his granddaughter, Rey, mm-hmm. and his apprentice, Darth Tyrannus, or Count Dooku. And he had his own path to discover the, the lightning. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Count Dooku uh, discovered lightning, his ability to, and, and I think supporting you know, my idea that Many force powers have certain um, people have the ability to perform them or not. There are certain, mm-hmm. you know, the force manifests similarly in some ways with, you know, ability to slightly see into the future, to um, manipulate the world around them through telekinesis yeah. or through uh, mental manipulation. Yeah, so I think that's certain abilities, but then certain other more specific abilities, people have a, a talent or not for it. Mm-hmm. And Dooku, as a Jedi, captured by a, a dark side witch was going to sacrifice him for power and Dooku who had been having nightmares about a dark side creature that resided on his home planet of Sereno has a vision of this creature connects with it and just kills the dark side witch with a blast of lightning from his hands um, scarring his hands which is then yeah he hides for a, a long mm. time and yeah and then his Jedi mentor at the time um, agrees to hide his ability to do lightning from the Jedi Council which I think is the first step towards Dooku actively hiding something from the Jedi Council. Oh, mm-hmm. It's the second time he hides in the Jedi Council, but it's certainly... familial connection and his ties to them, right? Yeah, and so yeah. he we, we don't see him use lightning again, but we are aware the whole time he can always feel his ability to do it, and when he gets more angry later, you know, this is depicted in Jedi Lost mm-hmm. about Dooku, but then it becomes sort of his signature power. Once he, at the climax of that, he is confronting um, his brother in a who's trying to kill him in a wide array of forces. And he just unleashes his lightning and his connection with this dark side creature. And, you know, it was a fa- fairly terrifying force to behold. And it is certainly a dark side power. And it's one reason that I think Count Dooku is so compelling is that he independently discovers his power, did not need to mm-hmm. be mentored by Darth Sidious to learn it. And I think this is the fact that he independently possesses that much power is one reason why Darth Sidious gets rid of him. Mm-hmm. You know, and he never, powerful. and he never teaches this technique to Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader. Oh, he would short circuit himself, certainly. Yeah, and certainly Darth Vader is vulnerable to this force power, which I think Palpatine always holds between them. Mm-hmm. But we do see the we do see an expanded universe works. The Palpatine maintains use of force lightning and uses it in desperate situations, such as in the novel The Lords of the Sith, when he and Vader are forced to trek across a wilderness planet. Um, Palpatine uses lightning several times to kill wildlife or witnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he, again, he's not making bridges. He's not building anything. It's all destructive. When, uh, when Dooku was connecting to that dark side creature on his, his home planet, was that just a premonition to allowing his inner darkness to come out and he was connecting with that? Uh, yes, but it was also a literal creature. Okay. I think it was implied to be sort of in his lineage and bloodline from mm-hmm. the ruling house of Sereno. And the fact that he was born there allowed him to forge this this connection. It was sort of an ongoing thread where he at first remembered his family by seeing the mural of this creature. Mm. 
Like a like a Dracula? Well, we find the name of the creature. I, I, I mentioned that because Christopher Lee plays Count Duco, and Christopher Lee also played Dracula. And there's yeah. a very good chance that George Lucas named him Count Duco because he played Count Dracula. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know also why, but my whispers are registering as loud as my talking voice. That's because you have a good camera. Or yes. a good microphone. It's got to be a goddamn good camera if it can pick up sound. I can guarantee that this monster is leathery wings, giant ears, and a hooked-up nose. So with Force Lightning, uh, the other use of it, so we see Palpatine tries to use it to Yoda to prove his supremacy, mm -hmm. his former master, and Yoda is able to deflect and absorb that energy, yeah. much to Tyrannus's, uh, yeah. um chagrin. Mm -hmm. And we also see Obi-Wan able to use his lightsaber also to deflect Force mm -hmm. Lightning. Uh, which, so it's not a, it's not a and um, Mace Windu as well in the next installment. Yeah, so we see powerful Jedi when confronted with this manifestation of power are able to use their own abilities and specifically they're also their lightsabers to avoid this power. Mm -hmm. But it is also, you know, Anakin Skywalker gets blasted in the chest and it takes him a couple of minutes to rest, you know, to and for his heart to restart. Up. Yeah, yeah. So it's a nice visual depiction, and we see. Mm -hmm. We also see Dooku use it as an implement of torture against his apprentice, Savage Opress. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I think the dark side lightning as an element of torture is also mm -hmm. thing to remember. We see Palpatine use it against Maul. Uh, it's never being used in a positive context. Mm -hmm. And then I think so that takes us to our third depiction of forced lightning in a visual medium. Which is uh, Ray, our, our wunderkind. Which I, I don't have any problem with because... Luke was in the very same spot. He manifested telekinesis when we had never seen it before. I know there might be some canon explanation, some some toad that he learned this ability from, but he's generating it because he is important. He is the, the bearer of uh, the light side of the Force, much like Rey will become. Well, and as we see in a lot of expanded Jewish material, you know, pretty much every second Luke is not helping the Rebellion, he's trying to find old Jedi information. Mm -hmm. He has um, Ben Kenobi's journals, he has, he finds, tried to find old Jedi temples, so he is always trying to grow his knowledge proactively, mm -hmm. even when he's part of the Rebellion. As so. a little sidebar, I bet that's how, I bet they're going to tie him and Ahsoka in, perhaps before Return of the Jedi, and that's where he underwent this large shift in his personality, but Ray and Force Lightning. Uh, she's trying to pull a ship down from space, a ship that she believes carries Chewbacca. Kylo Ren is also pulling at this this the same vessel, uh, and we have this tug of war, and in her frustration, in her anguish, she releases Force Lightning, causing the ship to explode. I, As a narrative choice, what if she really did accidentally kill someone? Yes, I, yes, I believe, Ooh. you know, as with the, the, one of the issues with uh, The Rise of Skywalker is that it um, hesitates to give narrative consequences to its characters. Mm -hmm. But as a visual depiction of how Force Lightning could work, you know, Rey accidentally calling upon this Force Power she knows, mm -hmm. it, show, it illustrates fairly well the dangers of mm -hmm. being untrained in the Force, which Luke yes. had iterated in the previous movie. Mm -hmm. It also shows the... Um, connection between her and Ben Solo, where Ben Solo would love to be able to blast people with lightning. Mm -hmm. Kylo Ren would love to, but he's never able to. It's Rey who has that ability. And we see that Kylo Ren is visibly 
shaken by mm -hmm. the fact that she was able to manifest force lightning in this way um, and just destroy an entire ship. Mm -hmm. And then Rey is distraught um, because she told Luke that she could handle the temptation of the dark side. And this is a raw manifestation of the dark side. Yeah, as stated. It's, which is why, again, you, you can't just give everyone force lightning. Uh, in, in the Legends, in the Expanded Universe, I think Jaina Solo gets her own lightning. Someone has red lightning. It, if you overexpose anything, it's going to lose its value. So to, to keep the lightning siloed to dark side users. And now we have Rey, who's this, this paragon who, unlike Luke, who in Return of the Jedi, when he got to his, his night mode, was garbed in dark, was uh, kind of emotionally distant. So he's like this this odd balance of light and dark. You have Rey, who is uh, this beacon, who is dressed all in white, who is actively, continually learning uh, the light side. Yeah, I manifest mean, this dark side power. Fifteen minutes ago, she showed us force healing for the mm -hmm. first time, which is light side power, and then she, you know, kills a dozen people with force lightning mm -hmm. um, accidentally. So, I th which. I think that duality is central to Rise of Skywalker, both between the lights and dark side of the Force, but also between Rey and Ben Solo mm -hmm. and the light and dark side of the Force, where they're caught between the two and have to choose. So, but so overall, what I'd say about Force Lightning is it's visually spectacular mm -hmm. to see. And in that context, in that moment, it makes for a very compelling uh dive into Ray's psyche and Ray's character, but she doesn't use it again in the movie. Well, and I think that's a deliberate choice because she <sighs> was tapping into the dark side um, mm -hmm. and she didn't want to use that again. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, Luke doesn't cut off his father's other hand after mm -hmm. deciding, oh, I've been following the dark side. <laughs> um, so, so. So I'd say that the impact of Force Lightning is it's limited to a certain select few dark side users. It is supposed to be a nice visual indicator mm -hmm. of someone whose temptation of falling to the dark side or is immersed deeply in the dark yeah. side. It sure makes for a visual uh, moment when you have someone releasing a torrent of it into space. That was cool. I Fans, folks, you might hear me complain a little bit about Rise of Skywalker. My least favorite Star Wars film of all time. I'll 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 stand on a pedestal and I'll talk. I'll sing the praises of Attack of the Clones for at least fifteen minutes. But Rise of Skywalker, not so much. Except some visual and narrative moments, including Palpatine. Just I'm a fire in my laser straight up into space and creating this EMP, causing all the ships to fail. Just that is a. Probably the strongest. That's a flex. Yeah, the That's strongest depiction of Force Lightning we've seen, where it's able to, you know, start targeting, you know, fighters. And again, it's this, mm -hmm. you know, the continual battle between, you know, the science fiction elements of Star Wars with the ships and all that, mm -hmm. and then the Force. And sometimes it seems like they're siloed from each other. This is an example of them interacting mm -hmm. and yeah, showing yeah. The, the sheer power of the Force in that instance over technology. Yeah, so, where, where do we think they might go with Force Lightning in the future? Oh, I mean. Moving forward, we don't have any Darksiders left, so it's... I mean, we could have Grogu accidentally unleash some lightning, but then we get into the same sort of narrative uh, cycle as Rey, and I think we can do more with Grogu. There is also the Visions episode, oh. uh, The Old Master, 
where we see an ancient Sith who was able to use, he loses one of his two lightsabers, and so he has force lightning in his other hand. And so he uses that in his duel. Uh, he makes a lightning sword? No, he has okay. just lightning in his hand, but he uses gotcha. it to like, get the, the, the lightsaber. Yeah. Then I'm going to say a lightning saber would be something interesting to see in the future. Yeah, so it just uh, it's another depiction of maybe lightning being this lost Sith art, because mm-hmm. this is a Sith that has managed to cling to life for centuries beyond his time, mm-hmm. and then is able to use Force lightning, but ultimately it doesn't save him from being killed by a grounded Jedi who is able to handle his tricks and his uh, Force lightning. Did you intentionally use the phrase, a grounded Jedi? I did. Force lightning again is just it's it's one of those abilities that's instantly uh, it it indicates dark side user red lightsaber lightning dark side user if anything uh, I would say give us a, a light side user who uses it oh wait we already had that with Ray I'd say let Ray use it more but have her learn how to manipulate this dark side power much like the Jedi forming empathy without forming attachments let her find a way to use the destructive force of it without. Uh, using it to kill maim otherwise i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree with you on that point connor i think you know having much like Raduku had the ability but then hit it for until he fell to the dark side i think you know having it as inherently dark side power where there is no healthy way to use lightning mm-hmm. i think is the way to go alex as you know only a sith deals in absolutes well, if they do it well, I will I will pass judgment then. But until then, I think it adds into the powerful aesthetic Star Wars has of giving a specific aesthetic to the dark side, especially Sith. You know, the black clothing, mm-hmm. the red lightsaber, the threat of lightning, and all of that. Yes. Right. And that was this episode of Focus on Strange Force Powers. We've been talking Star Wars. We'll see you sometime soon in a galaxy right here.